Andre Yosivas, the star of Bengals preseason game one, coming up next on the Winston Podcast. Yes, sir. Hello, world. We got a special show as always. TJ Houston is on it. Jimmy Chase, Coach Jimmy Burrow. Time to be a Bengals How do you balance being a professional athlete and family obligation? He's your top five Bengals of all time. All time? Yeah. Yeah. Shock the world. Welcome to the Winsonati Podcast. I am Ace. He is Zim. We're coming with a special edition this week, recapping preseason game one. Zim, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling enthusiastic. I like, I love the fact that we're talking about football, you know what I'm saying? Like actual games, not speculating on what people seen, not speculating on practice. We all got the idea of being able to see directly what's in, in your face. So I'm really excited to talk about this, bro. Oh, for sure. So recapping the game, the Bengals lost to the Packers 36 to 19 yesterday. Um, they had 60,000 plus people at home yesterday. The offense struggled a little bit. I think struggle will be an understatement. I actually just rewatched some clips this morning. Lots of turnovers for the Bengals offense. However, even though there was some ugly football at points, there were definitely some signs of, of things that looked good. Um, starting on the offensive side. You know, Andre Yosivas, we've interviewed him on this channel. Definitely be sure to check that out. Uh, but he really just went out there and kind of had a breakout performance um, when you talk about it, especially the guy being a six-round draft pick. Uh, he went out there, ended up with, you know, some great catches, uh, four receptions for 50 yards, could have had a touchdown on one of them if his foot didn't fall on the line, uh, really came out there and did his thing. Some other guys and some other friends of the show – that actually showed up as well. You talk about Chris Evans, seven carries for 49 yards for a seven-yard per carry average. Really had that big long run with the 34-yarder uh, on that play. Uh, some of the other guys stuck out as well. Uh, but Zen, what did you see offensively from this offense and, and what they did yesterday? Offensively, let's just stick on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I'm going to mix it up good and bad. I thought, I thought they made it Pretty good on, I thought, browning up front. I'm looking at a lot of offensive line play. I thought there was a series where uh, even the check down to Chase Brown, I'm not, I think this this was later with Simeon, I'm sorry. But the check down to Chase Brown, if you go watch the ends on that one, that's the Denigy and uh, Deontay Smith. I thought they blocked that up really well. We're, I'm going to be talking a lot about Yoshi, but Yoshi had a really good block on a hot route that was thrown to the outside too, to Kwame Lasseter late in that game. And I think if he doesn't make that block, then that play potentially could get blown up. I thought Browning was a gamer. He was, uh, you know, moving around. He's not the best quarterback in the world. The arm talent, you can see from an arm talent standpoint, he doesn't have what Simeon has, but the mental makeup, he to me, he was a lot better in that aspect. I I said this last night, maybe because I'm a Bengal fan. I, we I, we just know wide receivers, bro. Me and you, we we talk wide receivers a lot. I love the wide receiver position. Yoshivas has got me looking at this team very different. You're one of the main people this offseason saying the Bengals don't really value tight ends that much. And I was one of the people that was dead wrong and saying, man, you got to have a tight end. You got to – and not to say I was dead wrong – but I think we're seeing a philosophy change in what they might be doing moving forward this upcoming season. To me, it sounds kind of crazy because on the surface, you could potentially get Joe Burrow killed doing this. But 
taking people back to LSU, going five wide with the tight end flexed out. Irv Smith reminds me of a souped up Thaddeus Moss. So in the joint practices, Irv Smith had like seven, eight catches. So he didn't play last night. But if you're going to say you're going to go five wide, it, it, it dictate what other teams – the thing that made the LSU team so special is nobody had linebackers or anything that checked those wide receivers. Right. If the Bengals can go with Yoshi and put him against your fourth-best cornerback every week, to me it's a big not, a matchup nightmare. But the problem to me is like the offensive line has to hold up. Now, we don't have a chance to see the starting offensive line, so you know I don't know if, that, if, if they're able to work this in slowly. But I just find a hard time. I walked away from that game. And I get it. I'm a super homer watching Bengals players. There's some guys on Green Bay. I thought his name was John Michael something, whatever. The cornerback, I thought he flashed. They had a running back that flashed. And Clifford, even though he threw two picks, I thought he flashed. But on our side of the ball, it was just impossible for me to not look at Yoshi and say, I think he's like one of the best people on the field. And it wasn't even close. And I thought like the catch that he had uh, that was a non-catch, if you yeah. factor that in with another one that he should have had, where I thought the ball was just a bad ball, he would have had well over 100 yards. And you're telling me that this guy, like, if, if Zach Taylor is 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 who I think he is and he's getting smarter, he's getting better, he, you know, he starts off a young coach and now he's got all this thing and Joe Burrow's gotten better. They got to figure out a way to get Yoshi out there. And, and, yeah. and, and the main reason is because Yoshi is not your third wide receiver. Most teams in the NFL, I think he'd be like the third wide out. To me, right. the, the Packers, Christian Watson, him and Yoshi look about the same to me last night. And that's probably their wide receiver too. So right. you're you're saying like, bro, if you don't figure out a way to get him out there, I just don't know. I, I'll be upset at, at, at that every week. And that was my biggest takeaway on offense, bro. No, I'm with you. Like there were a lot of people that said that, you know, something I don't understand where it kind of came from because I think a lot of people just looked at him coming out of Princeton and said, Oh, he does, he hasn't played against, you know, superior competition. So he's raw and all of that. When I watched him on film, he didn't look like a receiver that was raw. He looked like the guy that he, that we saw last night, especially on that run after catch play where he gets it. Like he did that at Princeton all of the time. Um, but it's good to see him coming together. You know, obviously, like you said, he is a threat. That's what makes it very interesting because now you know for sure that the Bengals have five, five guys that they can literally go wide with at any moment. You talk about Trent Irwin. He, he had the big, long reception yesterday for like 30-plus yards. And now you got Yoshi, like you're saying, as well. Um, a guy that struggled, Charlie We're not Jones. even talking about Charlie. Charlie but, Jones. He but, but struggled Char- a little bit. Go ahead. Say Charlie's healthy, though. Say Charlie's healthy. Yeah. You Charlie, might have six. <laughs> Charlie, you might have six, like Zim is saying. So... I think, you know, yesterday gave some of those guys that are on the five to six range an opportunity or the five to seven range to kind of prove why they should be taken. Yossi Voss definitely did his thing. Charlie struggled a bit. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, that's going to be the final thing for Charlie. But I think some of the expectations that people put on Charlie were a little unfair with him, you know, coming off of a year where he only really played wide receiver one year at Purdue. For before that, it was mostly special teams. So giving him a chance to really uh, assimilate to the offense, get over the shoulder injury like Zim is talking about, that's just a tall kind of order for him to, to get down now. I think eventually he'll get it. He'll get the speed of the game and everything going on. And when he does, I think Charlie will be fine. So I'd like to see Charlie and Andre in, in early and often 
um, next uh, play. But, Zim, talk a little bit about the defense. Real quick, too, on the offense, I want to talk about Chase Brown. I thought Chase Brown had some runs that were super rookie-like. He had a big third and five one that I want to highlight um, where he got the extra two, three yards at the end of the run. And he's got to be very, very careful about ball protection with that getting the extra two yards, kind of like the, the Jeremy Hill playoff one. I thought that was a sign of a pro. Getting that tough two yards is really like a calling card. And he runs so hard, he made a cut one time that I really liked. Charlie Jones, I thought was super hesitant all night. The punt return that he had, I thought he could have got more than two yards. I thought he struggled to separate even at the end. Remember they ran the fourth and five? The separation yeah. on the sideline. I'm like, bro, if route running is like your forte and you're going against third string corners and you're not getting separation, I'm like, what in the heck? He had six targets and only two catches on 11 yards. So I did want to say that. Going to the defensive side of the ball, I thought the name, the man in the name, and, and Cheeto said it, is Tyson Anderson. Two picks, one pick six, one where he just was a man amongst boys, ripped the ball right out of his hands. I thought he is going to be, and I said this all offseason, a tight end killer. They had him on our guy, Tucker Kraft, or my guy who I wanted in the draft, had him on him, and it was it's nothing. You got the 4-3 speed. You got the frame, the size, the you know, all these different things. I don't want to say a specific name, but there's a tight end in mind that I think Lou Anarumu is thinking, that's a guy that I think I feel comfortable with Tyson Anderson being able to lock up or at least play in the same vicinity of that guy. I thought that that stood up. Some of the guys like Dominique Davis late in that game up front, I thought that stood out. He made some really good plays. Um, there's also um, – I thought Miles Murphy needs to get into his pass rush bag a little bit more and develop some more moves. But the two tackles that I saw him make, I thought he made those plays to show his athleticism, running down and chasing down a play, another one where he showed his athleticism and his reach. So as a run, defend, as a run defender, day one, he should be fine. I'm not worried about that. I feel like you get those snaps. In the NASCAR package, you know, with the Osai, Hendrickson, Hubbard, uh, and Murphy, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that might be Cam Sample right now, bro. He's flashed the most at yeah. camp. And then you got Zach Carter is another guy, too, that you, I think they're going to rely on him a lot more for run interior stuff. But th this defensive line is deep. But if he's Miles Murphy isn't winning against second, third string dudes, then that's not going to be a guy that they're going to be calling for pass rush. But on early downs, I expect to see his athleticism, especially you go against running quarterbacks or improvising quarterbacks like Kenny Pickett, uh, Lamar Jackson, and, and Deshaun Watson. Those are guys that I would love to have Miles Murphy's reach going on. A, he looked like the biggest guy on the field. I thought DJ Turner, Juan Drago had some really big plays too. I thought he had two good uh, pass breakups. He did get cooked on that one play, but guess who's there? Dax Hill on the back end, showing that speed, that range. That play is insane. If you did not watch the game last night, go watch that game of all plays. Ace, tell me some people. Yeah, I think I would say similar things, but I'll just talk about just specific things that kind of cast a wide net. The speed and athleticism in the secondary is evident. You saw that last night. Like you said, on the Daxton Hill play, uh, you see DJ Turner get beat, but you see Dax be able to come from – midfield, get over to that side um, and stop a Christian Watson touchdown from happening. That just flashed the athleticism there. Then you talk about some of the other guys. Jordan Battle, I think, really had a good game as well. There was a play. I think it was a bone play. He was there to have a tackle for loss. 
He was there on the first play where he had he had a big hit on a player on the Packers initially on the first series he was in. He was all over the field. And I think the funny thing is a lot of people had questions and concerns about the safeties in the secondary. And honestly, it was a little flipped from what I kind of expected. You know, when we look at some of the guys that didn't play so well, such as Sidney Jones and, and plays that were given up, I was expecting that to kind of be on the safety side. It actually seemed like the safeties were playing a lot better than the corners where you talk about Tyson Anderson. That was a guy that I was I was high on just because of the athleticism profile, just knowing that last year in the preseason he played well. So I knew that he would be in the mix as well. It seems like the safety group is extremely deep because Nick Scott doesn't even play in this game. Then you've got Dax Hill, you've got Tyson Anderson, you've got Jordan Battle. And you still have Michael Thomas, who was also out there for special teams, also was very congratulatory of Tyson Anderson because he's the veteran that's been working with him. So safety room seems to be pretty deep. I mean, them playing Jordan Battle and Tyson Anderson together was not something that I saw happening. Like you said, DJ Turner, shaky early, but had a bunch of key plays where he came up and made tackles, came up and made pass deflections on a fourth down and five where they tried him again. I think DJ Turner looked pretty good. Uh, some of the other guys, unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, our boy Alan George didn't have the best game in the first half. Bounced back a little bit in the second half. But, but, but the first, but bro, that P.I., why did they never show the replay on that? I'm going to look mm-hmm. at the all 22 in that joint today, bro. I, I yeah. thought that that was a good play. Did you did what did you think I about that? I thought it was a good play too. I didn't think it was a flag. I don't think that they should have called. I, called I think if they go in the film, I don't think they're mad at that play, bro. I I I, I was mad that he didn't argue the call. Maybe he grabbed yeah. the arm and I couldn't see it, but I, I thought they were interview they were interviewing like Reader or something on the sideline or mm-hmm. Tobin or something. And I don't I don't know. I thought he made a good play on the ball. I thought he I thought him and um uh uh, Ivy, I thought those two tackled really well. Yeah. Ivy tackled front, he folded a uh, uh, craft, but him yeah. and Ivy, I thought uh, in battle, and I mean battle has some big hits. Battle's a, a gamer. Nah, he is. You speaking of Ivy, the play that um, he got caught slipping on, that was the only play that I saw Miles Murphy like almost get a sack. Like if you look at that play as the quarterback is throwing it, Miles Murphy is like coming around. And there's about like if that quarterback would have held it for 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 more seconds, Miles Murphy probably has the sack on the play. That was the most that I saw Miles Murphy okay. get into the backfield. I'm I'm with you guys on saying like he didn't really flash much. That was the only play he really flashed on to me. Honestly, if I'm keeping it a buck, uh, the other edge that we drafted in the seventh round last year, he flashed a little bit more than Miles Murphy, but. I'm not too surprised because Miles Murphy has to get more pass rush moves. Other than that, he can beat you on the first step, but he doesn't really have the move set. And like Zim is saying, to see him struggle against guys that are on the second and third team, obviously is concerning, but he does have the athleticism and the potential to be something, but he's obviously going to have to work on that. So we'll see how he bounces back in the second game. Two failures with the two. Two Fele was killing. Two but Miles Murphy, I, I do want to say this. He was getting doubled. I think later on, I think I'm going to cut up some plays for Murphy, though, because I do want people to see he was playing against lesser talent, and there were times where he was getting locked up, and, yes, he didn't have the moves. I did think that they were doubling him up later in the game and even in the yeah. plays that he did make. I just think that when Trey Hendrickson's on the field, he's yeah. going to get singled. So 
there's a there's a little bit of context missing on it. It's just you want to see him beat less than guys. If you're talking yeah. about a first round talent and playing him early, maybe we work him in throughout the season because, like I said, Cam Sample been looking so good at camp. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot to take out of this that was positive. McPherson. And then the other thing is this, like a lot of people, I don't know if they're just casuals and they don't know, like the Bengals weren't playing any of their starters. Like the whole starting offensive line wasn't out there. The three Migos weren't out there. None of the tight ends, like Drew Sample didn't play a snap. That's how crazy it was with, with people not playing. You probably only, the only starters that I really saw out there were Dax Dax Hill. Hill. Dax Hill, basically. that was And and, and that was it. And I think, and somebody said this, they said, man, I've seen enough. I said, man, I think so too. But the difference between him and Nick Scott is he's yeah. he doesn't have the, the amount of live rounds to be like, okay, we, we are a thousand percent. No. And I just think to get him acclimated, even if it's just one series, like even the next preseason game, I, I'm still for it. I just want to make sure I want to get him in tackling situations too. That's another thing. I don't care about the range. The range, I've been saying this all offseason. I think it, it, you might see a slight upgrade on Jesse Bates. I'm sorry. That's a, that's yeah. a hot, that's a, I know that's a hot take. But the yeah. tackling ability and being the sureness of it, those are the things that I need to see. Can he go 17 weeks with that? And if he can't, you, that's what that's where battle, bro, battle, battle looked like a dude to me for real. Like battle, it, battle was out there for sure. Battle like, was straight. Battle was straight, bro. Man, I, I want to go back and talk about a guy that got hurt um, actually on the offensive side there we that go. me and you have talked about a lot from the tight end position because I didn't see anything from the tight end position except for when Tanner Hudson was in. Tanner Hudson was looking like he was going to be on his way to having a really solid performance. Obviously, he leaves with a concussion. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. Um, they also had an injury to a linebacker, Joe Bocci, and I thought that that was going to open the door for Shaka Hayward to make to have more of an impact. He didn't have a bad game. He just didn't really step up like the way that I really expected him to. So I felt like the linebackers, I didn't really see much from that group as the game went on. Um, but outside of that, bro, uh, was there anything? McPherson, bro. McPherson. Special teams. Let's hit on that. Go ahead. I, I thought McPherson nailed all of his kicks. The 51-yarder looked like it could have been good from 62. So that that's very encouraging. Money Mac isn't missing a beat. I, I just thought everything that they did from him, what and then Robbins on the hole. Also, Robbins punt. The one he was robbed of one inside the five-yard line. I thought he got robbed of that one. So those are different things that I was looking for. I thought that they cooked on special teams outside of that one big return. And that's one of the reasons when you talk about like this wide receiver thing, I think they're bringing seven. I think uh Stanley Morgan. Being a special teams ace and being a gunner, and then you start seeing how good Yoshi is as a wide receiver. You might say, maybe we don't even need this dude on special teams like that. We want him to get ten snaps a game at wide receiver because we're now we're running four or five wide sets, and now I need I need Stanley Moore. And this is another thing: we run so many eleven personnel things, um, and, and and I get Jamar Chase had the big blocks in space. I get Jamar Chase has done big things in space. But as it pertains to the run game, you are going to have to run three, four runs out of 11 personnel per game. And those plays I've been seeing get blown up 
even in priest, I mean, at practice, they had the other day with Jamar Chase. He let a play get blown up as a blocking. Like, I'll tell you how amazing the wide receivers are all day. But as blockers, I don't believe in any of them outside of Stanley Morgan. And I don't know if he makes the roster or not, but that's something that has to be refined if you want to be able to run. Even if you had a, a planned play and then you want to check to a run out of 11 personnel, you got to make sure that your wide receivers are willing, strong enough, and being able to seal those, like seal that line so that these runs can, um, you know, go do their thing. So we, we're going to see a lot of those things happen. But I thought from a special team standpoint, I thought they, they did really well, really good. And Rob is exactly as advertised last night. I thought he was robbed of a punt right inside the five. And that thing was from like 60, 62 yards or something like that. He's a yeah. weapon. He's definitely a weapon. Uh, I agree with you on everything on the special teams. Uh, before we wrap the show up, I want to talk about one last topic that happened yesterday that had the internet talking. Joe Shiesty shows up. Um, it's throwing without the sleeve on, throwing 50-yard passes without the sleeve on, doing some sprints. Um, Pro Football Doc said that it looks like he's definitely on track to play week one. Um, a lot of the ops were in shambles because a lot of them thought that at first, they thought it was an Achilles. Then they were like, oh, he's going to be out. Then, obviously, Jamar came out there and threw the media off saying that they were going to be out, that he could be out to week five, and the ops started buying into that. We always felt like it wasn't the case, but that just shows that, you know, Joe Burrow is ready to go. And, I mean, with him out there throwing 50-yard passes, bro, I mean, <laughs> that's that's going to be amazing progress. Him, Joe is always a dude because we've seen him do this before. He is methodical in the things that he does. Like, remember when he came out um, from the knee injury and I think he took the brace off or something like that? He wanted people to see that. He did that on purpose, bro. Going out there, throwing the 50-yard passes without the sleeve on, he wanted to let people know that he was back. How do you feel about this news that Joe Burrow is progressing well and will play week one? I was excited. I, my wife had to catch me. I almost fainted in the kitchen when I saw Joey throwing them footballs out there, bro. I feel so good about just seeing him out there. I think we all knew as fans, like it was nothing really to worry about. Everybody had these weird conspiracy theories. Like they were like, oh, they're hiding the injury and the contract stuff. Like, no, bro. Like the Bengals are not weird like that. And everything doesn't have to be a second meaning or whatever. They are handling it like they should. It's a franchise mm -hmm. quarterback. If he gets a pimple that bursts incorrectly on his face, we're going to go 10 to that in the back. We're we're not playing around with this dude. This is a half a billion dollar dude. So if he gets a strained, twisted ankle, anything like that, you got to treat it with love and care for real. And, it, and it's just as simple as that. And if you don't have a franchise quarterback on that level, they they can't really understand that. So you got to be very cautious about it. And, I, and, I, and that's what Jamar Chase was saying is like, even if you feel like you're straight, let that thing like let that thing simmer down. This is a this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So okay. there were teams that were celebrating last night with their starters playing in preseason games and stuff like that. <laughs> that just lets me know you're not looking at the overall picture like that. And and if you got to revert back to ten and fifteen years to say we got rings and stuff like that, we are operating in 2023. None of our starters play, and Joe Burrow will not play any of the preseason as well as any of our starting talent, because we've got that part we feel figured out. So for the rest of the lineup, these, we're having these good conversations now on, yeah. hey, how does battle look? How does Joe Shavash look? It, how, did, how does that go and insert into a couple plays in the offense? This is a well-oiled machine that's, fi that's figured out. And I feel like 
people get a chance, though, in real time to see how Bengals fans are. We are letting people know. I did not think Sidney Jones played really well. I thought yep. that the back of the offensive line almost got uh, Simeon killed. Unacceptable. Jackson Carmen's, well. Jackson Carmen's performance last night was horrible. That was one of his worst performances, and he could get someone hurt. That is that that is what Bengals fans like. If we're not playing well, but see when we are playing well, they don't like that. And so when we tell them we, we beat them, or we tell them that we got the best wide receiver, or we got a top ten uh, uh, defense, or we got a fringe top ten offensive line possibly now, we got a top court defense according. They consider that bragging because they aren't paying attention to when we are critical on the team as well. But Joe Burrow just had to be got to get that situation handled. I was very excited. He was sprinting. He was going through his regiment that he does usually pregame and stuff like that. I put out a video last night of like his timing throws. I did. I put it out at like midnight. I don't know if people seen that, but I got eyes inside the building. Joe Burrow's fine. We looking real good. Facts, facts. Well, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please be sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that like button. We'll come back with our regular format starting next week, and pretty soon we'll be back to doing two days a week. So stick with us. Make sure you hit that notification bell. We'll definitely be hitting you guys up as the thing as the season gets uh, geared up to start. Shout out to our my, my man Manny out there. But um, shout out to you guys for following us. Follow Zim on Twitter at Zim Hude. Follow me at New Stripe City. Follow the Cincinnati Pod at Cincinnati Pod, and make sure you leave us a review that helps other Bengals fans find us. And as usual, we'll end this with a yes. Yeah. Hello world, we got a special show as always. TJ Hushmanzada, Jimmy Chase, Coach Jimmy Burrow. How do you balance being a professional athlete and family obligation? These are top five things of all time. All time? Yeah. Shock the world.